0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. 1996-97, Lake Washington tournament.
1: Oh yes, you know,
0: Prairie High School. Um, yeah. Dan Decal, Zach Gordy, the yeah. big fella. We went at it. We Crawford. We're right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's when
2: we first kind of um, established. Like this, these guys can play. That was longtime Rainier Beach assistant coach and former player David King. He's today's guest. Welcome to Dan Dickow's quarantine series on the Scorebook Live Today podcast. As the world, particularly the world of sports, is shut down due to the coronavirus, we're ramping things up a notch here at Scorebook Live. Every weekday, Dan interviews an expert in the world of sports from star hoopers and coaches like Steve Kerr, Jamal Crawford, and Doug Christie to seven-time Mr. Olympia bodybuilder Phil Heath. We hope you're entertained and maybe learn a thing or two as we navigate these uncertain times. The easiest way to tune in is by subscribing. In addition to our weekly Washington High School Sports News and Conversation podcast released Thursdays, hosted by myself, Andy Bueller, fellow reporter Todd Millis, Dan is bringing you interviews just like this one, delivered five days a week. Head to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe for free, and while you're there, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Before we get to Dan's interview today, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Washington Federal. Washington Federal is a local bank and portfolio lender with more than 200 branches across eight states, more than 32,000 fee-free ATMs, 24-7 online and mobile banking with drive-up ATMs. And Washington Federal is a proud sponsor of Scorebook Live. They care deeply about high school sports and the communities that support them across the entire state of Washington. Head to wfdbank.com to learn how they can help you meet your financial goals. That's wafdbank.com. Washington Federal, a neighbor you can count on. We hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. We're just as excited for high school sports to return as you are. Now, Dan Dicker.
1: out Live Washington today with our quarantine series where we continue to connect with different people whether it's locally in the, the state of Washington or even nationally an expert in the field of sports could be a coach could be a player a broadcaster an executive we try to bring you a different perspective and somebody that has a ton of experience today's guest fits that bill Uh, they are from the city of Seattle I got to know this guy about 20 some years ago when I was at the University of Washington he was a high school student at Rainier Beach uh, teammates with Jamal Crawford at the time and he has gone on to become an enormous part of the Seattle basketball community as well as the Rainier Beach basketball program their assistant coach David King coach David appreciate having you on how's things in Seattle these days
0: Man, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Dan. Um, you know, everybody's managing. There's a question marks everywhere, but you know, we we try to stay positive at all times with what outcomes and follow the guidelines. And you know, the family's good, and we can't complain, man. You know, we can't complain.
1: Well, I love that outlook that you can't complain. I mean, I I can't either. You know, uh, you kind of go through the, those those stages of the quarantine where you're you're uncertain with what's going on. You're uncertain with all the information that's coming out. You're you're uncertain about how long do I have to stay home? And so finally, with things opening up a little bit, uh, it's been nice for everybody in different parts of the city. Um, one of the things we at Scorebook Live did uh, early in the quarantine was was we released a fan poll. People that followed high school basketball in the state for a number of years uh, right. gave people the ability to to vote on instagram on twitter on facebook and through our website to help us pinpoint the best player from the 2000s forward to the current day and and we we missed on a couple guys but we felt we put together a unique little project that a lot of people uh, enjoyed and there were, there was some discussion that was started uh, isaiah thomas ended up becoming voted the best player from the state of washington post 2000 did you have a chance to take a look at it did you vote and uh did we have any glaring omissions?
0: Um, I looked at it multiple times, had group conversations with basketball friends, um, such as Jamal Crawford, Nate Robinson, um, talked to Trey Simmons, Roydell Smiley, a lot of guys from my era just kind of talking about it. Um, and yeah, there were there were some that were missed. Um definitely my not being biased but just factual just from the high school perspective um and if you if you're basing it off is obviously off of high school college pros i don't know if everybody knew the criteria but if we were looking at it it's just like best in high school um rodrick and Lodrick the twins have to be on that platform um based off of their body of work of what they did for four years and in 2003, being ranked two and three behind LeBron James, as you really can't get any higher than that, and winning back-to-back state championships in 2002 and 2003 was definitely special, but I think it's, everything is opinion-based, so people really can't get mad based off of one's opinion, or if people voted, if you did vote, or if you didn't vote, that's how they voted. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is one of the greatest guys to ever come out of Washington State, period. So. No if, ands, or buts. Um, he put in he put in work. Everybody's opinion is gonna be different based off how they vote, but it's good, fun experience that you guys were even able to do that to put that together. Um, you know, to allow people to do that on social media. It's a fun
1: thing. It was fun on our end, and and the two brothers that you mentioned, the Stuart twins, uh, we did miss on that. So if anybody is listening to this from the Seattle area, um I will, take, uh, I, I will take the blame for that <laughs> one uh, so that you can kind of disperse the blame amongst – instead of dispersing the blame amongst our office, uh, I will take the blame. So I apologize to that if, if, if anybody is listening to this, which I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will be. Uh, Absolutely. You know, you do mention those two brothers. Now, there is a younger Stuart, uh, a son of one of them. I apologize, David. I don't know uh, a son it's of – Lodrick, Lodrick um Jalen Stewart now he's yeah. at he's at Garfield I had a yeah. chance to watch him play earlier this year when I was at uh Nathan Hale versus Garfield uh, I was impressed I thought he had uh he's got tremendous upside he's got a chance to be one of the next really good players uh out of the state of Washington now granted you just finished your freshman year you got three years of, of, of work that needs to be done but he's showing the potential now take away your Rainier Beach hat for a second Bring Absolutely his game as a Garfield Bulldog, Jalen Stewart.
0: So uh, just to let the record be known, like I said, I in between the lines is Rainier Beach on Mines for sure, but I represent Washington as a whole with the kids from, from wherever. Um, I like to see all of our kids make it, but with Jalen Stewart, he's just a special, special, I say specimen um, at 6'4". Um, with knowing who his dad is and the athleticism, but then also who his uncle, Trey Simmons, is tremendous um, professional basketball player. So his genes, he has it on both sides, where the ability to jump, the, be, the ability to shoot, and to be able to figure it out um, as a freshman, he's phenomenal. He's a specimen. And I, I think that all arrows point upward as he trends upward and continue to work on his game. It's going to be tough to deal with him in high school it's definitely tough to deal with him. He's yeah, a special I, player, special
1: player. I, I would agree. I saw him in, like I said, just the one game this year, and, and I, I was impressed. I, I think the, the, the sky is the potential, or the sky's the limit with his potential. Um, plus, he's going to have great coaching. You mentioned Trey Simmons. I didn't know uh, that Trey was his uncle. Yeah. I know Trey was a great player at University of Washington. Yes. Uh, I know he, he, he had a, a nice professional career. I think he was in the big three even as, as recently as a year ago. Right. You know, So he's going to get good coaching from there. He's also going to get great coaching from Brandon Roy. Absolutely. Uh, You mentioned the fact that you pull for the whole whole entire state and and the whole entire uh, Seattle-Tacoma community as well. I I want to get to Beach Garfield later because that's a friendly rivalry. But when you look at the state of basketball at the high school level in Washington, but in particular Seattle, Just how good is it? Because I know when you coach with Rainier Beach, you guys have been to national-level tournaments over the years.
0: Right. Um, Metro League is one of the toughest leagues I've ever seen that we play in every year. But one of the things that even was able to broaden my horizon is that Jamal, we um, put out a top 30 camp, Um, and we got kids from eastern Washington. We got kids from close down to – uh, almost to Portland, and, you know Vancouver, all the way up to Seattle, Tacoma, um, Bellevue, wherever they came from. As far as the top 30 guys, and to kind of get a chance to see all these kids just compete, um, even up to um, his last name is Weidman, um Clayton Wyman, that was up there at um, is it Linden, somewhere up there near Canada. Just these different kids, they were actually able to come down, and we got the chance to work with them for three days. That Washington State's talent is just phenomenal all over, and it was just a pleasure to be able to instill some minerals and plant some seeds in those young men to help them in their endeavors to to move forward. Um, whether it was the next high school season or whether it was them going to college, you know what I'm saying? Because it was just we did we did it based off. It didn't matter what class if you're the top 30 in Washington, you were invited to this camp to get the work in. So. Got a chance to meet a lot of those kids um, from all over and establish relationships with them. And we still tweet and talk to each other. So it's a good deal, man. And I really, really in good hands. Really, really in good hands.
1: You know, you mentioned partnering with Jamal on that Top 30 camp you guys have done a couple times and the success that you've had of helping those kids. The first time you and I ever ever met and got to know each other was, as I think I, I believe I mentioned earlier, I was at the University of Washington. You and Jamal were high school kids. You came up and played open gyms. So you've seen the transition and the evolution of Jamal, the person, the player. Um, and I don't live in Seattle. Um, I live in Spokane now. But Jamal and I stay in touch uh, occasionally through, through in, uh, social media as well as uh, an occasional text message here there. But you've seen the transformation very up close. How would you describe Jamal and, and his impact that he has on the Seattle area? Because he's not one of those guys that, that does things for the acc- 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 acclaim. He does them from the bottom of his heart. And it just, if it just so happens to get out, he will acknowledge that he did it, but he's not looking for the recognition. Am I correct? And, and what You're – man
0: – you're absolutely right on, but one thing I'll correct you on, Dan, you don't remember 1996, 97, Lake Washington tournament. Oh, yes. Um, Prairie High School, um, yes. Dan DeKal, Zach Gordy, the yes. big fella, we went at it. We we, we Crawford oh, went remember it now, it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's when we first kind of um, established, man, he's like, this, these guys can play. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, and it was a fun tournament where we all came together during the summer, and we never forgot. And we actually used to come up to definitely to the open gyms when we were in high school because we wanted to get better. You know what I'm saying? But we, we'll never forget. It was like Dan cow is a smooth point guard They could shoot, that looked to the big guy, me and the big guy battle back and forth. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely a fun experience. But to answer that question about Jamal, man, this is my best friend and my brother. We go back 25 years and we talk every day whether it's once or twice or maybe even three times it's constantly texting to try to make a difference he he has a heart of pure gold um some people call him the ambassador some people call him the mayor some people call him the elder statesman um he has a variety of hats that he wears but is very selfless in what he does he doesn't want the recognition like that because he said it's god's plan and he firmly does believe that, and the things that we try to—he he, he, always—and if you see in his Twitter, he's—he always wants to be a better person than a basketball player. So we put out, put everything to the side, and always um, pay it forward and help the next, the next generation that comes along in order to not make the mistakes that we've made and that can be better than us. So that's very selfless of him to do
1: that. Well, you talk about selfless and. I would agree that that's a great way to describe Jamal, but I think that's also a great way to describe high school coaches, whether you're the head coach, whether you're the JV coach or an assistant like you are at Rainier Beach. You've been a part of that program now for quite some time. Um, and I know you have pride for Rainier Beach, and I know Garfield is another very good program that has won a lot of state titles over. Absolutely. The- I saw a couple weeks ago, I can't believe, I can't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter. You know, I unfortunately, spend too much time on both. And so you got to put the phone away at different times because there's so much information coming on both platforms. But right. if I remember, the graphic was kind of trying to to persuade you to pick one or the other. Now, I know you're a Rainier Beach guy because you played there and state titles, coached there state titles. Mm-hmm. But give me the breakdown of Rainier Beach versus Garfield. First, as an out, maybe for an outsider, but then as an insider, why you would choose Rainier Beach?
0: Well, first of all, I gotta commend Brandon Roy, which is my little brother, um, on a job well done in his coaching career. What he's done thus far has been phenomenal. Um, three years head coaching, he won three state championships. Um, he took one year off, um, and but the three years that he has coached, he's won championships in all three. So. Right now, we're trying to find a way to beat him. You know what I'm saying? As far as just competing in between the lines. But Garfield as a whole, I grew up with a lot of those guys. So my era from 98 um, to current, I mean, just like the Jerry Petties of the world, the Roydale Smiley's, um, the Ed Roy's, um, and and, and the list goes on and on. Ira Davis, um, Jerome Gates, Will Conroy, Trey Simmons, Tony Roten. I mean, it's just been special with their talent over there. You know what I'm saying? And definitely phenomenal in all aspects with Anthony Washington, which is a good friend of mine. Just the list goes on and on. And, but when I think of Brainerd Beach, it's just with the guard play that we've had with these big guards, like you have the Jamal Crawfords, the Kevin Porters, the DeJounte Murrays, Sam Cunliffe, Keith Smith. Um, <laughs> Doug Christie, just the the era, with the different names that they had on there is just, it's just tough. It's extremely tough, and I I just know one thing that Nate Robinson, Terrence Williams, I mean the twins. I mean <laughs> it's just it's just if you think about the talent that that's came there from '98 till current, it's just unbelievable because they didn't mention people like Aaron Dotson or Michael Ladd or Reggie Moore. That they won a championship in 2008 and they lost one game, you know what I'm saying? Or the 2014 team with Shaquan Aaron and David Crisp and Dejounte Murray that went 30 and 0, Elijah Foster. So it just when it comes in between the lines and it's, it's it, it, the hard hats put on. I, I I I gotta go beach just because we just Beach Boys Beach Boys on mind when it comes to that. And Mike Mathia, the greatest high school coach. That we've ever seen in the state of Washington um, that has coached all of us. And for him to still be putting in work in order to do it, um, we hats off to Coach Mike as well.
1: I mean, it sounds like there's a rivalry, but it's absolutely a friendly rivalry. Um, Yeah, because our real rival is O'Day. That's what Rayner,
0: because it was always a Garfield Franklin thing because they were 4A. So we just be able to go watch those games. You know what I'm saying? Now they're 3A and it's competitive, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, not to say that O'Day's not, but we have two rivals now. We got yeah. Garfield and we got O'Day, so.
1: Well, and Eastside Catholics made a charge in the last couple of years. Nolan yeah, Hickman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, a yes, He's point guard. I had a chance with, to watch him this year. Really, really talented. Very impressed with him. I think his upside's tremendous. But I think you mentioned all these different schools. You mentioned all these players. Um, the camaraderie within Seattle basketball, I think, is something special. Um, my, my basketball career took me to a number of different uh, teams in the NBA and a couple overseas stints. And we would always talk about basketball in different areas of the country. Mm-hmm. And you would have guys from one city or this city, and they would always kind of be bickering Oh, all are not that good. But anytime it seemed like there was a Washington guy that was involved and say there was another Washington guy on a team I was on, they had their back. There was just something about Washington basketball, but also in particular Seattle basketball, uh, where got, where there's like a certain camaraderie and a pull for each other. Do you see that uh, as well when guys get together in the summers?
0: Well, absolutely, because you got to think about, um, and big shout out to Daryl Hennings with the Rotary Styles program, because a lot of these guys play for either Rotary or like Friends of Hoop, but I know much, a lot of them play for Rotary and they play together during the summer. So it's like, they grow up playing in the AAU programs and then obviously, you know, you go to different high schools just depending on what you want to do or where you live so then you become in between the lines during the school year to 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 fight for the state championship but in the summer you're right back with these guys that are your brothers that you got to go to war with in the AAU against different states so it's definitely each other rooting for each other it's, and it's, it's a good thing um, they always want the next one to succeed so like myself, um, Alvin Snow, Jamal Crawford, Brandon Roy, Will Conway, like, you know, we, 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 we have Zoom calls every now and then where we try to see what we can do to help make a difference with the kids. You know what I'm saying? So, And that's coming from three different high schools. But at the same token, it's the one common goal to help all of our kids to be able to make it, to get that scholarship in whatever way we can so this school is paid for. Because we know their parents definitely don't have the money to, to, to pay for it, and it, you know, with the inner city children. And not even only inner city, but any kid that's striving to make it.
1: I love hearing that where you're talking about guys that, that played or currently playing or kind of trying to help the, the current generation kind of navigate the waters and, and navigate the recruiting and the AAU and then the current high school programs to, to, to better themselves and prepare themselves to put them uh, in a position where they can have success both on the basketball court, but hopefully in school, so that they can, you know, be successful in whatever they choose to do when their playing career is done. You know, we're in a weird time uh, in this country right now with everything's going on. And knowing you over the last 20 years, um, I consider you a friend, and I know you do the same. Sports, to me, is the biggest equalizer of everything. And I don't want yes. to get too deep with this because we're just talking high school basketball and high school hoops. But if if you as a coach have the ability to, you know, have a chance to sit down and talk with your team and just talk about, hey, we're all on the same team here. What would it, what would your message be to kids right now?
0: Um there's there's one common goal, and that's togetherness and to win. How do you make yourself better at times like this? What is it you need to do to improve as a person? um with I and, I and I and I like to base it off because I mean I have two sons right now and one is 11 and the other just turned nine and they were both playing and were having really good AAU seasons thus far and now with kind of being away where there's social distancing and not being able to be with their teammates it was hard for them in the beginning but I was like what do you think your teammate is doing right now so when you guys come back together that there's no lapses? It's just being a better person, being a better basketball player by working on your skill. Um, It's a mindset. And, again, the end game is to get to the next level. And that's what everything that we do, even, like, in coaching. I am – and I want this to go on record saying this, like, as a player, I've won a state championship. As a coach, I've won six as an assistant. That is not the goal for me, Dave King. The goal is to see these kids succeed at the next level where they're able to go to college and then they can pan their career out as they go. It's, it, it, I'm telling you, it's, the, it's one of the greatest feelings to know where a parent can sit down with these college coaches and they got choices to pick, Dan, and I know you know. And know you've been through that process, and I know you got some sons. I saw you in the backyard showing them a couple of the moves. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and with having kids, it's even a little a little different now. And I got two boys that are really into this thing. So, i I am I would be remiss if I didn't take it even more serious with them because not having a dad growing up, me myself, I was just we looked to Coach Mike. You know what I'm saying? Because we really didn't have the directions. But see, I. Have the tools now, and one of the things I teach all my kids in coaching is that you create the narrative. How bad do you want it? Kevin Porter, how lost his father at a young age. We 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 related. You know what I'm saying? It's one of my kids. He wanted basketball to use that as a platform to get to where he's at. Look where he's at right now. It's Cleveland Cavalier. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 a true amazing story. Dejounte Murray. You know, everybody knows his story, but this is a kid that people don't know the backstories that. He did nothing when he made the commitment to wanting to make it. He did nothing but with schoolwork and he was in the gym. That's it. There was no in between and the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you put in the work, you put in the time, the end, the end game will provide the right results.
1: Yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> love hearing, you know, coaches, um, that really pour into their kids and, and, and show them things outside of the game of basketball. And, and I've heard that about coach Bethea from other guys. And now I'm mm-hmm. hearing it from you and I, I know you, and I know your heart that you're trying to do the same thing. Um, yeah. My hats off to you. And speaking of my hats off to you, you and I can see each other right now on a zoom call when we release, you know, this chat, this interview, it's going to be just audio. So they can't see the Seattle Sonics hat that you're wearing right now. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, gonna, I'm going to – last question is going to be directed on how bad does Seattle need a pro basketball team? And I don't care if they move a team to Seattle or start from scratch. It's got to be the Sonics. Give me your best pitch or your best plea that the Seattle community needs another NBA team. I, you know what? Me as a kid growing up, and it's
0: funny because my mother-in-law worked for, she was a painter for um, like the Seattle Center and Key Arena. So I had tickets where I got a chance to actually see Shaq and Kobe playing for the Lakers against the Sonics. I got a chance to see Jamal play against the Sonics. The you know, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton era, the Rashad Lewis, Ray Allen era. It was, that's what we grew up in. It's like if you don't have a basketball game, then we were at the Key Arena. And it, there wasn't a bad seat in the house. It's like we can't deprive our kids for that. We try to provide a Seattle Pro Am um, down at SPU where it's free for everybody. The month of Ju- July, the month of July, every Saturday and Sunday, free. We try to bring in NBA players. We have professional. We have the top high school guys. That's not the Sonics, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not the Sonics. We try to get it as close as possible, but all the people that played here, the Spencer Hazes, the Tony Rotons, the um, Jason Terry's, the um, Martell Websters, Brandon Roy's, Jamal Crawford's, and Nate Robinson's, the Terrence Williams, all those names looked forward to coming to Seattle to play in, against the, at home so that their family can watch them play. Now we got to drive two hours, maybe three, on that long I 5 stretch to go to Portland to see these guys play. And if you want to come home that same night, you're not getting home to midnight. We just want a 20-minute commute. And you know what? We need the Sonics. It's, it's a part of us. We got too much going on in this city and in this state not to have a basketball team. We, I'm pleading, whoever's listening to this cast, Chris Hansen, whatever it's going to take, man, the community is behind you. Whoever can put it together, bring back our Sonics.
1: I second that. I second that without a doubt. I grew up in Vancouver, which is near Portland, so I was a Blazer fan. But my second favorite team, and I don't know if people will believe this, but my second favorite team was the Sonics. I was that rare guy who was a Blazer and a Sonic fan, Um, and I always had to try to hide that when the Blazers played the Sonics to my Blazer uh, friends. Uh, But (laughs) I completely agree with you. Seattle is – or the state of Washington, and in particular Seattle – is too good a community to not have an NBA franchise. You look at how good the Seattle basketball community is. You look at the the college level. You got UW, who is now a top 25 program under uh, Mike Hopkins. Gonzaga. Doing a great job. Annual, uh, you know, NCAA tournament team over the last 20-some years. I think uh, Washington State is going to make strides with, with uh, Kyle Smith. Shantae Leggins is doing a nice job at Eastern, who won the Big Sky this year. And I think you know in the WAC, uh, Seattle U, Jim Hayford's doing a nice job. He, he's trying to keep the right mix of Seattle guys in state. And again, it has to be the right mix. But he he's told me on occasion he's trying to get the right guys there um, to build that program up. And I think they're on the right path. But I can't wait for the day that the Seattle has an NBA team. And uh, who knows? Opening night that day, I might be driving over with my son, and and I would love to be able to to. To wear a Sonic's hat just as you are today.
0: Man, that's big stuff. And if I could add anything else, though, honestly, Dan, um I commend you for your efforts. Um, with your podcast, you could be doing so many other things, man. Um obviously with having children and a successful NBA career and to be able to take the time um to talk to the different people from Washington and we make it up as a whole. Like I said, you're in. Spokane. I mean, I, I loved it in Spokane. We played um, Gonzaga Prep one year and um, we practiced it at, at Gonzaga's um, direct, direct stadium that they they, they they gave us. We went to Jack and Dan's and um, it was just a great experience of being up there that, that is just the basketball community everywhere. Mark Few, I know him personally because he was recruiting DeJounte extremely heavy and I got a chance to get to know him and he's doing a phenomenal job. My cousin Earl Knight played up there for him. for So it's just to see Washington, Washington State, Eastern, Seattle U, Terrell Brown had a phenomenal season this past year. And, you know, he's moving on to Arizona. But it, it's keep the Washington kids at home if you can. Why not? I mean, there's, there's plenty of them. And I would plead that to all these coaches that in between the UW, Washington State, and C.J. Ellaby, and Noah Williams played well this past year. They played extremely well. And it's just impressive when you see when the kids stay home, they want to put them for the home team. And it doesn't matter if it's Washington, Washington State, Eastern, Seattle U, it's a scholarship and schools paid for. It. And that's the end game.
1: I hear you. That, that, that's a great point because, you know, for, for a certain kid, you, UW might be the right fit wazoo might be the right fit right Chicago, eastern seattle you might be the right fit we right. Hope that each kid that's in that upper op- in that position where they have the opportunity we hope that they make the the choice that's best for them and they make the most of it and
0: Absolutely.
1: i know you're doing the best to help the uh, players in the seattle area and in particular the metro league and rainier beach make those decisions um thank you for joining and uh, best of luck in getting back into school, and and I can't wait to hear uh, how the Rainier Beach outlooks going going to look for next year. Because uh, I know you guys had a little bit of a down year. You guys picked it up at the end. You guys finished strong. But uh, it's going to be a heck of a basketball season next year in the Metro League and this in the in the state of Washington in general.
0: Man, absolutely. We gotta we gotta get back a schedule to play Gonzaga Prep or one of them schools up that way, so we can come hang out with you for for a weekend, you know what I'm saying? To be able to, you can instill some minerals in these Rainier Beach kids as well. Like I said, we we are open to whatever help, you know what I'm saying, as far as guest speakers that, that come in and we're very fortunate just to have alumni like a Jamal Crawford or a Terrence Williams or a Nate Robinson, which son is on the team now, um, along with um, people that necessarily didn't make it in the NBA, but are, are doing very well professionally. Otherwise, um, like Philip Heath, that was on my team, number one bodybuilder in the world for ten years straight. Um, just to be able to talk about the hard work and dedication, we all came from that same place. You know what I'm saying? So to just let everybody know that they can make it, man. And I appreciate you, brother. It's been a pleasure, and it's been fun.
1: Absolutely. Well, for Scorbic Live, Washington today, our quarantine series. I'm Dan Dickow. Today's guest has been David King. All mm-hmm. right.